Welcome to the Geek Explorer Not Off Topic Debrief. I'm John Williams. And I'm Ben Robinson. And uh, how you doing, John? I think people probably know what this is by now, right? I, I should hope so. I mean, unless we're, yeah, we're, you know, uh, Stanley used to say every comic book is somebody's first. Yeah, which, I mean, that was definitely uh, held to. Like, it's surprising how many old comic books you go back and every single one's got, like, the little description. And a lot of them still do. Yeah. That, like, this is who the character is, just in case it's your first one. Yeah. Which, I guess, was handy when I had to read Werewolf by Night, number 32, because I had no fucking idea who Werewolf by Night was. And it was yeah, kind of no nice. Shit. Like, all right, he's Jack Russell. Ha, <laughs> dog pun. That's great. Yeah. You know, who's a fucking werewolf? And I was like, okay, cool. By night. Yeah, I, I got what I need to know. Because that's where the moonlight comes from. So yeah, fair enough. So this episode, we're going to bullshit about some stuff. Yeah, we're going to talk about things. <laughs> there you go, true believers. You, uh, you're all <laughs> caught up. Um, I'm doing okay. Um, you know, same old fucking shit. I'm tired. I'm overworked. I'm overstressed. Same old, same old. And, uh, wow, that sounds depressing. <laughs> Did you do anything cool? Think so. Uh, I mean, everything you do is cool. Yeah, I mean, I've got some stuff to talk about on the show, <laughs> but but I mean, like, I, yeah, I don't think I want to just uh, bury the lead and and, and uh, or not bury the lead. I don't think I want to jump the shark. There we go. Let's use that one instead and just uh, just drop the all the. How are you doing, Ben? <laughs> uh, I'm doing good. Yeah. <laughs> Superman does good. Yeah, well, maybe I was volunteering at a soup kitchen. What the <laughs> I, fuck do you know? I don't think you... I know exactly what you're doing. Yeah, you're right. I, I wasn't doing that. You were that. doing shit. <laughs> uh, I, I bought a uh, giant smoker that I showed you earlier at a garage yeah. sale, so I'm pretty stoked about that. The guy said he had smoked four turkeys in it all at once, so... I believe it. That was a big fucking thing with like three shelves. Yeah. So uh, now I got to figure out how to how this one behaves, and uh, I'm gonna smoke some shit. Should be a, a good smoky summer. I got a whole bunch of like leftover cherry and um, like plum wood. Yeah. That uh, that's gonna go in the smoker. Let's get that going. Let's throw a brisket in there and some ribs and then eat the ribs in like four hours and then come back, you know, 18 hours after that for some brisket. Yeah. <laughs> make, it, make an event out of it. Or just like, yeah, just stack the shelves with meats that like, okay, we can, we can eat this chicken in two hours. Then we can eat these ribs in four hours. We can eat this pulled pork in eight hours. Yeah. And just subsist off the smoker for a weekend. Yeah. I'm okay with that. Mm, meat weekend. We could do a, uh, a movie marathon of some kind for an episode at that oh, point. Oh, that would be cool. Cheech and Chong? <laughs> 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 yeah. Well, let's get into it. What's fuck going yeah. on in the world? War, famine, disease, but uh, we're not going to talk about any no, of those. No, fuck that shit. <laughs> this is your reprieve from, uh, from the depressing uh, happenings in the real world. I guess I'll lead with something I did this week. Let's just get right to it now that it's a couple minutes later. I ate that fucking Mexican pizza. Was it everything you'd hoped it would be, John? It was. I mean, the sauce was a little light and it took them too long to make it because I was Taco sitting, Bell. I was, sit, I was sitting in there for like fucking half hour, man. This is not a three star Michelin rated restaurant. Yeah. But my fiance uh, informed me on Monday that if you had the app, you could get it two days early. 
So I did. Some VIP shit. Yep. Yep. I, uh, I took full advantage of that. I bought three of them. And in the course of that evening, I ate all three of them. I regretted it after the second one. <laughs> the first one was amazing. And my kid had a bite of it. And I was just like, I didn't get a full one. So then, because I ate that in the uh, the lobby. Yes, it was hot still. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I, I know I talked a lot about, about stacking three of them on top of each other and eating them. And, like, that was kind of my plan. But then when I was in there, I was like, no, nah, man, if I take it home, it's going to be kind of soggy. It'll ruin it. I'm going to eat one here. And I did. And then when I got home, I started eating another one and gave my kid another couple bites. You know, I mean, I gave her a quarter of it, but she didn't eat all of it. Um, so she probably ate like a quarter total out of all three. Yeah. And then I really regretted my decision. And then a couple hours after that, I started on the third one. <laughs> and it was all it was all soggy and gross, but I was still doing it. And then like the I guess I had like a couple bites of just like weird Mexican pizza scraps in a Ziploc bag in the fridge that I ate that morning. The next the next morning. <laughs> That's a commitment, John. Yeah. Oh man. I mean <laughs> And and I I have not had my second day of fast food after that because I got such like insane heartburn from that. I felt shitty. Um, I, you know, and even even I think it was starting the night after that. Like I came up here and jammed with you on Wednesday, and I had a couple drinks and I just had gnarly heartburn. And that night, like I was having like I think it was acid reflux. I don't know if it was my throat tightening from stress because I, there was some shit going down at work that just has me turbo stressed. And I started having like sleep apnea, like symptoms. Like I couldn't, like as soon as I started drifting off, I would, you know, my breath would be held and I'd gasp and wake myself up. I got like two and a half hours of sleep that night. It sounds was like standard dumb post Taco Bell stuff. <laughs> you eat trash, you feel bad. I've never, I mean, <laughs> maybe it's because I've had, you know, four, almost five months off of fast food, just blasting my system with three Mexican pizzas, just fucked me up <laughs> so you're gonna go back before they're gone again i don't know i mean well if they if they leave again that if i hear they're going away again then yeah yeah but i don't know man i don't i don't need it i don't want it uh, it was amazing but not sleeping is the worst like i already suck at sleeping but that was like <laughs> like i actually had to take like the the latter half of my day off of work because i could not function Wow. It, yeah, it was so lame. I think I'll keep staying away from Mexican pizzas then. Fuck you. Uh, someone who's not, though, is Dolly Parton. Yeah. Because uh, this got announced, like, immediately after we recorded the last debrief. She's going to be starring in uh, Mexican Pizza, the musical, which should be about as ridiculous as it sounds. It's clearly going to be an advertisement of some variety. Yeah. But uh, it's got Dolly Parton. It's got uh, Doge Cat. Is that her name? Yeah, I think that's Something how it's like pronounced. That? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No she's idea a, who that is. She's a actually the one who introduced cute. it at Coachella. I didn't know oh, okay. it at the time. Yeah. But yeah. And it is, it's premiering uh, on May 26th exclusively on TikTok. Son of a bitch. <laughs> so uh, I'll probably have to use my daughter's phone to watch it at some point. I don't know if it's supposed to be live or like you just can watch it. I, mean, I assume you can just watch it at any time. There's right? kids in their TikToks. Oh, yeah. I don't know anything about the TikTok. Uh, neither does Dolly Parton. I would lay odds. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I'm not really sure what to expect of that other than, uh, you know, some straight up uh, 
Schilling from Taco Bell and uh, and Dolly Parton. Yeah. You know, speaking of not knowing what to expect, look, we're bringing Ooh. segues back. Uh, we've got a new Doctor Who coming down the pike. Yeah, we do. Uh, Shuti Gatwa. Yeah. And uh, I did have to look up how to pronounce his name. Yeah. I'm not terribly familiar with his work. He was in that show Sex Education, mm-hmm. and my wife watched it. So, like, I caught bits and pieces of it here and there. So I know, like, that's my point of reference. And uh, it's going to be a completely different performance when he's being Doctor Who, I presume. So, I mean, it doesn't really tell me what to expect. I don't know what kind of range he has, because that's the only thing I've ever seen him in. And it was just, like, in passing. Yeah, he's not like a like a, a Paul Rudd or that uh, that loud... Uh... Fran Drescher. <laughs> no, oh, Fuck, I can't remember the name of the guy. Uh, Rob Riggle. You know, oh, the, yes. like the, the yeah. Marine, like he's just kind of always the same guy. Yes. Uh, and like Paul yeah. Rudd, love him to death. But, you know, he's, he's Not the a lot same. of range. Yeah, there. he's the same guy. I don't know why I went to Paul Rudd of all things. Like there's got to be people that are, you know, more well known for always playing the same kind of person. Woody Allen? I don't know. What the fuck is wrong with me? <laughs> uh, I mean, uh, fucking Christopher Walken. Uh, fucking Deadpool. Uh, oh, Ryan. Ryan fucking Reynolds. Reynolds. Yeah. I don't know why I couldn't remember his name there for a minute. Thank you so much. It's exactly. It's that, every that movie is, he's ever done. He's Van Wilder. Yeah, that's where we met him, and yeah, that's, that's who always he's always be. been. Yeah, I, yeah. Thank you, because that that is one hundred percent the the one that I should have thought of. So I mean, I don't know anything about the guy. Uh, hopefully, he's good. I am not up on my my who. I kind of dropped out like actively watching it and like looking forward to it, like halfway through Peter Capaldi's run. Which oh was, yeah. Which he wasn't, he, he wasn't bad. I just, I just it kind of, I don't know. Somehow I just lost interest in it. And then I, I watched a few of the Jodie Whittaker ones and, uh, her performance was good, but I was just kind of, the writing seemed like it had gone down. I think they got a new showrunner and a whole new writing. Oh yeah. Crew. After the first season too, like, especially there, there was some stink. Yeah, and it was just, and I, it did, it didn't grab me, and so I'm curious to see. I think, I thought I heard them talking about, you know, bringing back some of the the old staff, and you know, j- trying to get it back on track with yeah. the new Doctor here. So hopefully, it's good. Like I'd like to be excited about new Doctor Who again. Yeah, I can't remember uh, what capacity it was that we were speaking about it in recently, but it came up, and I remember. You saying you haven't seen a lot of Jodie Whittaker's, and then I called you a sexist, and then you said you dropped out on Peter Capaldi, so then we called you ageist. So you <laughs> better pick it back up, or we have to add racist yeah. to this. I, and I think my response was, I just hate fucking Scottish people. <laughs> Which, I don't, but... Uh, yeah, I mean, you're, you know, you're, in trouble. you're in trouble with James Bond, then. <laughs> only some of them. Yeah. My only thing with this guy is he... Boy, he's young. Like I don't know oh, how really? old he actually is in real life, but I, like in the show I saw him and he was playing a high schooler. So like he, he oh wow, looks young. Yeah, like he's like the so the, I, the the sex education show from what I could tell was about like a kid whose mom is like a school counselor and also like a sex therapist, and he starts giving sex advice to all the other kids in school, even though he has no sexual experience. And Shuti Gatwa was his like gay best friend. Oh, okay. I remember seeing trailers for that show. That's right. The bits and pieces I saw, it was pretty funny. She was watching it and I wasn't going to jump in and make time to continue watching it. But like the stuff I saw was entertaining. So that's weird that your wife was watching something good. 
<laughs> I mean, when you watch everything, occasionally there's some good stuff in there. A broken clock is right yeah. twice a day. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I don't know. I, I, I'm optimistic, but uh, I, I don't know enough to have any opinions going in, which is probably for the better. Yeah, yeah. All you know is it's happening. Yeah. Give it a shot. Seriously. Well, you know what else is happening? Probably lots of stuff. Yeah. Are you ready for this? Dun, 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 dun. No. <laughs> oh, geez. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I bet I could have. I mean, I definitely could have come with a uh, come up with a tagline to introduce this because there are plenty of them. We're getting a sequel 40 years later to Spinal Tap. What? Spinal Tap 2 is fucking on its way with Rob Reiner playing Marty DeBerge and directing the fucking movie. Spinal Tap, the, the original three members. Coming back for one last tour. No. Documentary style. Shit. It's fucking happening. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. I've, I've, I've got an article, uh, too, that, that I had read and I linked in my notes, but, but they, they, they did give like a brief synopsis about why they were coming. Oh, I think it was like they had like contractual obligation to, uh, to a company to record one more album or something like that or to, to do one more show. So that's the plot. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. So Marty DeBerge jumps in. He wants to document it as we'd seen in like the return of Spinal Tap in the, the TV movie. It's like, uh, you know, the band's not very pleased with how they were portrayed in the, uh, the 1984, uh, return or this is Spinal Tap. So, uh, yeah, they're back, baby. Oh, that, uh, um, <laughs> I mean, all those guys are still hilarious. Yeah. So it, they're it's, old and fat, but they are still hilarious. But it sounds like that's, they should be old and fat for this. Yep. this you make that part of the plot and it's okay. Uh, yep. I hope they do another tour, even if it's super limited, they probably won't cause they're old and fat. But <laughs> Yeah. You know, the, the problem is, and I wonder how they're going to do this with the movie is just like even watching some of the, the later stuff that they've done together as tap, or even when they, when they did their like unwig tour, like, Michael McKeon's voice just ain't there anymore. Like he just, yeah. he can't, he can't do the David St. Hubbins, uh, vocals Which, anymore. I mean, for the movie it will be kind of funny. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like seeing those characters in their old, like super old fat washed up selves, like coming back for something that they're not really excited about doing. Uh, that's fertile ground for comedy. Yeah. But I think at the same time, I'm going to have a hard time separating it from the, from like, the reality that it is born from, and it's going to make me kind of sad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can but, see that. But at least, you know, none of them are washed up themselves. Like they're all doing this because they want to, and because fans want to, and because a studio's backing it and Rob Reiner is, is coming yeah. back for it. Like it's all happening for the right reasons. I think, I think it's just, it'll just be a bummer if, if it's like, if they write in Michael McKeon being fat and not being able to sing because that's just what he is. Oh, now I feel like a fucking asshole. Oh, <laughs> I, I just hurt my own feelings. Oh, no. That, that, that went in the wrong direction. Cause I, I, you know, like I am so fucking stoked for this. Like I'm, I haven't been this on board for something like a sequel, I guess, since Pee Wee's big holiday was announced. You know, like when, when they announced that I just fucking, melted like I, I was so stoked that like my old friend was coming back for another one you know so yeah well, hopefully they don't try and make any of them look younger digitally <laughs> unless they do ooh, it ooh, as ooh. a joke yes because <laughs> yes. like oh, yeah. you know uh abba just did that thing where they were like 
where they were wearing performance capture suits and it would, but they were like controlling like uh, younger, like CGI versions of them. Oh, weird. Yeah. And I think it was for, it might've been for a live performance. I can't remember. It was some promotional thing, but it was like, Ugh. so maybe if, if tap did a joke about something like that, yes, that would be fun to see. I'm in. Yeah. So I guess, uh, speaking of, uh, uh licensed characters from beyond uh, or like, you know, franchises that, uh, you thought were dead. Oh boy. This didn't, I don't like this segue. Hey, I've got one for that same segue. So, well, uh, Marvel is licensing from, uh, what is it? POW entertainment, POW enterprises, or, you know, Stanley's basically they're, they've licensed Stanley's likeness for use as a CGI cameo for future films. And it's gross. I don't like it. No, nope. I don't like it one bit. Fuck off. I mean, at least they, they licensed it. I don't know if they had to do that. I don't know where that stands legally, like using someone's likeness after they're dead. Like, mm. do you legally, do you have to license it? I think if there is an estate, you do have to, and it might work the same as, you know, like public domain where like maybe you know 70 years after somebody's death you know their their likeness is now public domain oh god that's terrifying too there was that shit a few years back about them uh using james dean's likeness and somebody was gonna was gonna do the mocap for it but i feel like they like they had to go to an estate to do that interesting i mean i get i guess kind of what they're trying to do to pay homage to him i mean at least his estate's getting paid for it but uh if they're in the next Marvel movie where they have a CGI Stan Lee cameo, I'm, it's going to feel kind of gross. Yeah. I'd, I'd say fucking like have a character reading a book where on the back of the jacket, like the author, it's a picture of Stan Lee. Yeah. Or, or somebody's got, you know, a photo of Stan Lee in a frame in their house. Yeah. Maybe it's someone's grandpa. Like they're exactly. like, oh, that's, yeah, that's my grandpa. I'm like, oh, cool. Hey, that's Stan Lee. That's fun. But like a, I don't know. I just, the idea of CGI versions of dead celebrities is not one I'm comfortable with yet. Yeah. Especially if, if it's Stan fucking Lee, like jumping in and go like, Hey there, true believers. She's like, what the fuck are you doing? This isn't Stan Lee. He's dead. Yeah. Well, shit, he's CGI. So like, I mean, hopefully they're, I imagine they'll be at least tasteful with it. And he won't like backflip on screen and, and give a, uh, yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's Disney. It's, they, what if he popped up in, in the Deadpool 3 and they had like Deadpool cut his head off? Is that better or worse? Boy, I don't or know. Or if he's just like CGI Stan Lee and then cuts his head <laughs> off. I, I think I might enjoy that. I think I would enjoy it more, but I still don't think like it would not be terribly respectful. Yeah. I, like, I it's don't just think, as unnecessary. I don't think his estate would be very happy with that at all. What the fuck ever? His greedy fucking daughter is getting her paycheck. That's all she shit, gives a shit about. There was something I was reading about when in the, in the same, in the article that I read about, about this deal where like, and I hadn't heard this, like apparently like there was someone that was either like a caretaker of Stanley when he was older or whatever. But anyway, stole a bunch of his blood and mixed it into ink and was selling it without Stanley's knowledge, which is fucking insane. Yeah. Like a, who the fuck would buy that? And, uh, B, Fuck that guy. Yeah. I, oh, man. It's all muddy now a few years later. But but yeah, they, he had like some different business manager come in that I think may have been associated with his daughter. But I don't want to speak totally out of school. But 
yeah, there was some real shitty fucking things happening. I mean, like, when I die, I want my ashes put into some ink, and I want people to use it. You all get crow quill pens, and you have to <laughs> pen one uh, three-page letter to a loved one using my dead body ink. <laughs> or maybe I'll just leave a bunch of blue line pages behind, and you guys will all ink a page. Yeah, that'd be kind of oh, fun. for my final comic book. Yeah. Ooh, okay. Once we're done with Space Oddities, I get to draw my death comic. And I'll just pencil it. Yeah, just have it in the bag. Yeah. I'll try and resist the urge to draw mustaches and giant dicks on everybody. Well, you know what? Maybe I'll just, each page, you know, I'll plan it out for everyone. Each page will be like, it'll just be a page of me beating you up. <laughs> so everyone has to ink a page of me beating them up with my dead body ink. <sighs> For the record, I have not given this any thought beyond the ashes and the ink before. No, I, I, I think that's, a, that's a, a killer idea. You should run with that. <laughs> um, okay, what was our last topic? Stanley dead? Uh, nope, I don't have it anymore. Well, speaking of Marvel, uh, we got a trailer for She-Hulk. We did. Attorney at Law. Um, speaking of rough CGI yeah yeah marvel Ooh. with rough cgi fuck dude what the fuck are they doing i don't i i mean i don't i don't the thing is i couldn't do it any better i could tell them how they could do it better but maybe they maybe it couldn't go better I we've just don't seen fuck. that they can do it better yeah but it's for movies where they're spending i mean yeah. I, I think i heard something like they're was it this they're spending 25 million an episode on something they're spending fuck tons of money on these things and, and making things cgi that don't need to like i I don't know what the balance between uh, hulked out and not hulked out we're going to see from She-Hulk is, but um, like it would almost be better to just have two different actresses that looked fairly similar. I don't know. And like one that's just fucking Yeah, one that's big. a bodybuilder. Yeah. There, there are plenty of female bodybuilders out there. Get someone who's just jacked already and, you know, you could digitally make her green. That would be fine. But yeah. You, then you, you know, I don't. Her face, like it's weird because looking at it, it, it's not, it's not really bad, but it is firmly in the uncanny valley. Yeah. Yep. Where it's just it, it doesn't look right. It's like Avatar, where it, it looks realistic, but it still looks CGI. Yeah. Yeah. It's obviously CGI. Or like good video game CGI, where you're like, wow, this is better than you know when I was playing fucking Virtua Cop when I was eleven yeah. years old, but. It it still is just so clearly not real. And and I wonder if, you know, that it's born out of they want to do Disney joke wisecracking show, you know, with, with a with a very funny and talented actress, but when she has to be She-Hulk, she has to be CGI. But it, if it has to be her, then that's the only way they can do it. And I don't like it. And not to mention, she looks this is just me being a picky fucking comic geek, but like She's really fucking skinny as She-Hulk. Some of the versions of She-Hulk, she's like Hulk Hulk big. And that's, yeah. you know, that's not the one I grew up with. Like, that's too big. Yeah, I don't want nasty big. But she's fucking big. Yeah, she's like large Amazonian or Amazon woman, yeah. like like buff. You know, but but like she always just had like a, like a sexy, sassy, buff look. And uh, like, there's one shot in the trailer when like somebody says something about her ass looking good or something yeah. like she does like the classic She-Hulk pose. That was, that was cool. But, it, but you know, whenever she's in her little, uh, little workout getup, like 
her she looks like she skipped leg day. And I'm like, She Hulk should be fucking ripped. But as far as like the Marvel formula of jokes and punches and, and whatnot, She Hulk's the perfect character for that because it actually fits for once. Yeah, that is that is correct. Like yep. this, the, you know, going with the standard formula, she's a character that actually fits that. Like she was always, you know, fourth wall breaking and it was a comedy book. Yep. Like the idea of putting Hulk as a lady lawyer. Like, that, I mean, that's a comedy concept. <laughs> yeah. Giant green woman in a courtroom. Yeah, 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 like it's, and so I'm kind of optimistic that it will, uh, that the Marvel formula will work for this. I think they're going to get a lot of shit for it being Marvel formula from folks that aren't familiar with who She Hulk is at all. Yeah. Um, who are going to, you know, criticize the character for being the character and because they don't understand that that's what she's generally been. Not always. I'm there's, there's probably some serious She Hulk runs out there that, uh, I didn't read that I'm not aware of. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. I, I'm hopeful for it. We've also got a uh, jokey joke, Professor Hulk. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know. <sighs> fucking sick of that. At least he looked okay because they already had that asset in the can from the yeah. movies. <laughs> well, and then we also saw a, bar- a very brief glimpse. <laughs> whoa, whoa. What, was, what just happened to me? I couldn't form words. I haven't even had anything to drink. <laughs> um, no, we had a, a uh, brief glimpse of a much more comic accurate uh, abomination. Oh, yes. Cause, yeah, because uh, uh, Tim Roth is in this show. So I'm looking forward to that. He had the little spiky do ears. Yeah. I think it was the same abomination model that they used in Shang-Chi. Okay. I still haven't seen that movie. It, it looked like the, the same version of him. Oh, okay. Because, yeah, in, in Incredible Hulk, he was quite a bit different. Yes. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I'll watch it. I don't know. They keep getting me to watch all this shit. I'll give it the same, the same do I gave Hawkeye. I'll give it an episode or two, but if it doesn't pull me in, I'm no longer a slave to yeah. Disney plus because, Absolutely. because I, I, it's just, it's too much. Well, it's, yeah, it's just relentless. <laughs> like if it was like one or two shows a year, it'd be like, all right, cool. I'm excited. I'm going to watch it no matter what, but it's like one or two shows a month seems like <laughs> yeah and they and they, they they burned me like i liked wandavision but i was so let down at the end of loki and like falcon winter soldier was just sort of lack whatever yeah. yeah moon knight was i mean if you heard the last episode yeah. fans uh not a big fan of it you know and, and hawkeye just just didn't pull me in at all so like i i just yeah i don't know fingers crossed the title reminds me of harvey birdman attorney at law but totally <laughs> So I, I guess, uh, you know, on the top of, uh, we don't have to do segues. So, uh, (laughs) I mean, it kind of makes me think it's so bad. I know. Yeah. I transferred it to you. I learned how to speak and now you can't. They announced, uh, Velma for our HBO max as a, 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 like an adult oriented, uh, cartoon that explores Velma from Scooby-Doo's origins, I guess. It's like a pre-Scooby-Doo thing is, is the, what I got out of it. And uh, they didn't show much. They showed one little screenshot, which I got to be honest, at first, when I looked at it, I totally missed Velma in it because uh, she, I mean, she's Indian in it, essentially. It's, she's voiced, she, and I think she has been voiced by Mindy Kaling for a while. Oh, really? When I was looking at the picture was like, well, where, where is she? Cause she's wearing a, like a blue hoodie over her orange sweater. Edgy. 
Which is like, I, I don't know why for their promo shot, unless they just wanted something with boobs and gore in one shot, and that's yeah. why they picked that one. Why they would go with something where she, you know, where they're, they're doing a race swap, and they're hiding, like, the iconic sweater. And like, I don't know, just made, it was confusing. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I don't know if I'm excited about this. Like, I love Scooby-Doo, but uh, I, don't, I don't know if I need an edgy Velma cartoon. Yeah, it's 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 just another one of those things, you know, like, uh, I mean, relating back to to our uh, comic geekdoms, like a Smallville, you know, a show that's about this beloved property that isn't this beloved property, you know, fucking Gotham, fucking, yeah. uh, uh, well, I don't know. And what, like, it's just, why just Velma? Why not do like an, I mean, if they're going to do like an edgy adult Scooby-Doo, just do everyone, do the whole yeah. gang. Call it Mystery Machine, man. I mean, maybe that maybe they've got some really cool ideas on how to flesh the character out. Because the problem with a lot of Scooby-Doo characters is that they're very surface level. What is Velma other than, uh, you know, she's a nerdy girl with bad eyesight. Yeah. And an orange sweater. And bad hair. You know, uh, Mysteries Incorporated or Mystery Incorporated did a little bit better job kind of like fleshing characters out but uh still they're all still pretty shallow it was a scooby-doo show from should i say mid like 2000 somewhere between 2005 2010 somewhere around there wow it was really fucking good it was excellent my kids my my kids were watching it and i got into it and i was like holy shit this is a really good version of scooby-doo and they added so like fred is like obsessed with traps uh, and like they play into it, like they and they they you meet some of their families, and it has you know a big through line throughout the whole uh, series. Uh, it, it's worth watching. It was really good. I I I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yep, that's okay. it. Um, but I I think the only thing that makes me kind of interested and hopeful is that uh, Harley Quinn was so damn good. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. And so, like, what HBO Max and I, you know, I don't know if it's the same studio or who's doing it or or what, but Harley Quinn was great. So, if I guess if they've got a good idea and they think they can do something, you know, on that level, then uh, you know, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. I have HBO Max, so uh, I'll you know give the first episode or two a try for sure. And Mindy Kaling's funny. Yeah, I, I like the Mindy Project was hilarious. Like I, I like her a lot. So uh, that's they got that going for them too. Uh, so you, it sparked something when I was looking at, at uh, or when, when you were talking about this, I had seen a still the other day for like a live action, serious Scooby thing. And when I was looking it up, there's a new show called Mystery Incorporated that is live action Scooby-Doo. I think that's a fan trailer. Is it? Well, apparently there's two episodes. Or, or it's fan made. I oh, think. okay. That, that would make more sense as to why I haven't heard any like, you know, CW advertisements yeah. like Riverdale style, but. Yeah, because yeah, I think I saw a screenshot of that too. Or I mean, the cast looks very Riverdale style. Yeah, yeah, they're definitely going for that aesthetic. Yeah, I believe I heard someone say that that was it's like a fan project, which I don't know. That okay, could be yeah, cool it's too. on YouTube. Okay, yeah. but it's wow, it's fucking fifty three and a half minutes long. Yeah, I thought it was a trailer, but if it's actually episodes, like uh, I'll have to check that out. I I like Scooby Doo. I've always been a big Scooby Doo fan. Uh, it is it's it's a fairly like I said, it's a fairly shallow pool. <laughs> but yeah. uh it's one i like to swim in wow i got a couple scooby-doo things to check out um so in other revamps of classic franchises see i'm coming back to that one did you see the the teaser trailer for prey no and that's p-r-e-y okay that is 
the new predator flick yeah i heard something about that um like i think i saw a blurb or something it didn't sound positive the blurb i saw but i don't remember what it said but i remember it said something about prey and predator and i thought that's interesting and didn't look into it any deeper it was a true teaser um okay and it i mean it seems like what this uh what this the concept behind this movie and i think we may have talked about it briefly once um but in case we hadn't it's um basically predator against like native americans like maybe old west times or something because it's not modern like he's taking like there oh shit i can't remember the teaser uh, in in exact detail anymore but there's a female and a male i believe and like the male is like like a native american warrior and he's like staring off into the woods from like a field and he's got his bow drawn you know and like like you you may see a little movement or something but then you see the three laser dots like pop up on him and then it's like prey so it, it it is very much a teaser huh yeah so why not I guess because my favorite part of the original Predator is when it comes down to fucking like mono e mono figuring out a way, you know, using your environment and, uh, and, you know, the earth to kill this guy. Like, I don't give a shit about a fucking group of military assholes going after the Predator. They're, they're just cannon fodder. They're just, they're plasma blaster. Did fodder. you see Predators? No. Because don't. I don't give a shit about that. I saw that in the trailers. It's a steaming pile of shit. Yeah. And, you know, this this thing has been limping along for a long time. I, I, I do want to go back and... Wait. Oh, wait. Are you talking about Predators or The Predator? The most recent one? Oh, yes. The Predator. Yeah. Actually, Predators also sucks. I only saw the end of it. I wanted to go back and watch it because I heard somebody say, like, you know what? That movie was is actually kind of underrated. So. Yeah, no, I was th- sorry. I was thinking about the predator because I accidentally watched it. And Whoops! It, uh, yeah, yeah. Like I saw it. It was on uh, Netflix. It was on one of the streaming services, and I was like, "Oh shit, predator!" And put it on, and like it was starting. I was like, "I don't remember this." this oh, that's right. right. Yeah, because you didn't notice the predator. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, it was very. Like, they made it small, probably on purpose to trick people into watching it. Uh, but I ended up watching the whole thing. Oh man, it is. It is just a turd yeah it didn't look like uh like anything worth watching no probably not worse than that yeah wonder if they'll try to throw in an easter egg about this being the uh the you know great grandfather of the uh the native american from predator it gets killed why not <laughs> look it's all tied together i mean i got the impression that predator you know predators enjoy the hunt mm-hmm so they may tone down their weaponry a bit because if he's got like you know rockets and energy weapons and can be invisible, like he's just gonna slaughter. I mean, that's what he does anyway. He, like, that's what he did in the first movie. Yeah, needs like a and also like yeah, folks with bows. Uh, of course, I guess by the end of the first movie, Arnie's fucking got nothing left either. So yeah, maybe they'll do something. I don't know. I mean, if it's free, I'll watch it. <laughs> I don't know if I'll go unless they give me a much better trailer where I get it, that gets me excited. I don't think I'm going to go to the theater. That almost this. seemed like a like a play on it. if it bleeds, we can kill it. <laughs> if it's free, I can watch it. <laughs> uh, what else you got? I guess it was announced. I don't know if it was even announced, but it was like kind of leaked out a while ago that. Uh, Originally, I guess Disney Plus was doing a, there was a thing saying that they were doing a Halloween special based on Werewolf by Night for this year. 
And then I guess it's kind of morphed uh, into like an anthology series now, maybe. And they're talking, they're like the, the rumors about it, because I don't think they've done anything really concrete about it, is that it might either feature uh, Midnight Suns or the Night Stalkers, uh, both of which have included Blade. Okay. So they may be doing a Halloween special that it, it is going to have Jack Russell in it, the werewolf by <laughs> night, which, uh, sure, why not? Like, yeah. It's weird that guy's coming up again, because uh, I'd never, ever heard of him before we did that <laughs> night episode. But it's cool that they may be, come, you know, that we know they're working on a Blade movie, so if they're going to do a show, it's got to tie into a movie generally. Yeah, I'm surprised he hasn't shown up in things yet. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, we may get some Blade for Halloween and a werewolf. Oh, great. Disney Plus CGI werewolf. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> so, and, and I guess there's a Midnight Suns game coming out, except they it's weird. For the game, they're spelling it midnight, like, like the the star in the sky sun, like the big ball of fire, huh. instead of like your child's sun. And I don't know why they made that Is it coming change. out from Marvel? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's... Um, it's being made by the guys that did like XCOM and it's like a tactical RPG with, um, you know, it's kind of like Ghost Rider and Blade and, and a few others. And it's like a tactical RPG, which is a, an interesting angle. Like I loved XCOM. Weird. And I have not, uh, like, I, I don't think I've seen like a superhero genre game done like that where you've got, you know, you'd have your heroes and they'd be fighting someone and you'd be able to like direct them to go do their uh whatever they're gonna do with their powers and shit like that sounds kind of fun and cool yeah you'll have to let me know how it is i mean it's tactical not my RPG style. does not sound like something you would be interested no. in at all but not I even a little bit them. so uh yeah i, I don't know uh, i that was the first time i'd heard about that as well and uh i watched some of the gameplay you know preview stuff and it, it looked pretty cool yeah. so it would make sense that they would want to like build synergy and tie those two together synergy <laughs> um well let's see what else do you got because i've got just one more little thing and then i've got comic talk i'm out okay Spent. Um, so i guess the other one's just kind of a headline that uh that they put out that taika watiti is doing the next star wars movie okay and i think there was more to the article that i didn't pay attention to i think there there was some word about it coming out like december of 2023 which sounds entirely unlikely it seems really soon for yeah. something that they're just now putting together. Unless they've been working on it for a while and yeah. they just didn't know about it. Or if they shoot it all entirely like Mando with uh, virtual backgrounds. Yeah, I could see them doing so that. So they don't actually have to build sets. I don't know. Either way, this Taika Waititi guy has just kind of left a, a, a funny taste in my mouth because he's so funny. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm not excited about things that he's doing with big franchises after after Ragnarok and from what I'm seeing from the trailers for love and thunder, I'm still going to see love and thunder, but I mean, I'm just, I'm just scared. Like he, I don't think I like what, uh, yeah, I haven't seen his stuff. Like I haven't seen Jojo rabbit, which really? I, I've heard was really good. It's phenomenal. Yeah. So I, I think he plays best in, in his own s stuff, you know, like, like when, when he goes to work for a franchise, he's a little fast and loose with things, which, which can be fine. But, uh, the stuff that he does that is non-franchise, you know, cause he's not mucking around with it. Like he's like Jojo Rabbit, he's doing his own thing. Yeah. You know, he's got a little 
boy in the Hitler Jungen with uh, who has Hitler as an imaginary friend. Yeah, and hilarity ensues, which is a you know weird sentence to follow that first one. Yeah, like what we do in the shadows. He was involved with that. Like that that Fucking was hilarious. hilarious. But... I, I started watching that new one that he's got on. Uh, I don't know, all the streaming services are the fucking same. I don't even remember what it was on. Uh, but uh, This Flag Means Death, I yeah. think it's called, where he plays Blackbeard, and it's got it's got Riz... Ahmed? I don't know. No, uh, Riz Darby. The uh, He was the werewolf, like the leader of the werewolf guys in What We Do in, in the Night. He was the manager on Flight of the Concords. Nope, not coming to me. Been no. a while. Anyway, New Zealander. Yeah. Kiwi. He's fucking hilarious though. I, lo- I I enjoy him in lots of stuff, and he's good in this too. And it was it was fun. And Taika Waititi did a, directed the first couple of them, and he's in it, and he's helping produce it. And it's it's basically you know the I don't know if you ever heard him. There's the there was like a British socialite guy that decided that he was going to be a pirate. It's like you know it's based on a true story, except they you know fucking take the piss out of the whole mm-hmm. thing. But he was like, I want to be a pirate, and he went out, and he was like the shittiest pirate ever because he's just some rich British dude that had no idea how to sail a boat or do anything like that. But he ended up palling around with Blackbeard for a while. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, uh, I started that show. I turned it off. It start, the first episode's pretty slow. Is it? Yeah. Like, right. I'd heard really good things about it, so I gave it a couple more, and it, it, it grew on me. Okay. Then maybe I'll, I'll go revisit it, but yeah, I just... It didn't, didn't catch me. Not as good as what we do in the shadows. Yeah. So, I don't know. I, I mean... As far as Star Wars goes, yeah, if he wants to do something goofy and silly in the Star Wars universe, sure, fucking go for it at this point. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I I don't I don't want it to happen. Fuck, I don't want it to happen. It's not going to be have Skywalkers or any of that shit in it, right? I mean, imagine it's going to be like they've finished with the Skywalker saga. <laughs> for, well, I guess they haven't because they still got Obi-Wan. But I mean, I imagine they'll give him some other corner of the sandbox to play in and he can do something ridiculous and and silly there and and i'm fine with that like i fucking yeah but i'm just afraid it's gonna be like fucking marvel they're gonna give him fucking darth vader or some shit and he's gonna make a gosh damn joke out of it like he did with thor like they gave him they gave him a premiere title and he made a joke out of it it was a good joke i didn't laugh (laughs) i mean yeah popular joke oh i ragnarok grew on me like I, I enjoy that movie. I don't like it as a Thor movie. Yeah, and and I and it and it led into what they ended up doing to Thor in Endgame and shit. And uh, I don't like that. I don't like the direction Thor took, and it's his fault. But as a movie, I enjoy Ragnarok. If I when I'm able to divorce what I was expecting out of a Thor movie from it, that's that's totally fair and totally accurate. You know, like it. It's got style that that is appealing, you know, that that like throwback 80s style with the soundtrack, especially and all the bright colors and stuff. Yeah, I just I don't like what it turned Thor into. That 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 really is the long and the short of it. So I could see you being worried about him doing that to Darth Vader. But uh, if I think if they give him some corner of the sandbox where he's, you know, I mean, he could go ahead and screw up, you know, Greedo. He could do like a Greedo adventure. I don't give a shit what Greedo's doing. True. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if that was the case too. You know, like yeah, there's all kinds of characters that I that he could do whatever the hell he wants with, and like whatever. I mean, maybe it'll be a Jar Jar Binks movie. Then I really won't watch it. <laughs> so I don't know. Good for him though; he's doing well. Yeah, good for him. Keeping himself busy. 
I mean, if he wanted to do the Space Oddities movie, fuck yeah, he'd be perfect for it. Oh yeah, I would be very excited. Yeah, about and that. in fact, like I, I had never even thought of it until that very moment. There, like, he would be one hundred percent the the optimal person. Yeah, him or or even a James Gunn. Yeah, James Gunn would be good. I think I'd prefer. I, I think Taika Waititi's excels at like mixing comedy with with some stuff that's actually you know, with some, like, I don't know, Jojo Rabbit blew me away with how it, it blends, you know, drama and things with real stakes and absolute absurdity and comedy and like, you know, and heartbreak. Heart. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's just, it's got so much soul to it that, uh, uh yeah, it, 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 it's good. You should watch it. What? You really couldn't just <laughs> add in a, I like it. I do like it. Um, all right. Well, Last I've got is uh, some comic talk. Have you been reading some comics lately? Or if you want, I can nothing, throw some at you. Nothing super new. I did go back and read the first couple issues of the, the Jed McKay Moon Knight. Oh, yeah? What would you uh, think? It's good. Yeah. I, I It's good. I like it. There you yeah. go. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> um, yeah. No, it, it met my expectations that uh, Alex had raised. So that's that's good. Good. Um, well, I wanted to bring up a few things that, that I'd read lately that I'm stoked on our buddy, uh, John Mark at, um, at a one comics, uh, recommended to me, he, he'd been pushing, which this is kind of weird. He'd been pushing a Superman title on me a while. And I was like, eh, I'm good. Not really into that guy. No, like I, <laughs> I dropped out a little over a year ago when, uh, Philip Kennedy Johnson took over and they, they started this, um, Warworld rising, uh, arc. I read the first few issues. I just wasn't into it. It wasn't holding me uh, month to month. But lately, uh, John Mark had been, you know, pushing it. Just saying, like, dude, it's really fucking good. You got to read it. And he'd like, I walked into the shop. I, in fact, I was just going to go in and browse around for, uh, you know, they've got like this point system that you can, you know, when you have so many points, you can get a $20 graphic novel for free. Oh. And I'd had one of those. And I was like, okay, okay yeah. you know, I got to gotta find something to buy with it. John Mark just walks up to me and he's like, this is what I've been talking about. Like puts it in my hand. I'm like, well, okay, here we go. And, um, and I took it home. And in fact, this happened as I was researching for moon Knight, So it took up some of my comic book reading time. Cause I read that whole trade in a day. I mean, I think it was like five or six issues. It was really good. What was it called? Uh, super it's, it's the current run of action comics, uh, starting with, uh, 1035. I don't oh, know. 1030. And, um, 1030 and uh yeah i think it's yeah i think it's been a year now because i think it's on uh 1042 now and um wait did i say what it was called when you asked me no world war world rising oh yes okay okay i said that at least in the beginning yeah oh yeah no i just mentioned it was action comics but it is the current run and it it's it's a really good story superman uh is going going to get mongol but there's, uh, you know, some shenanigans happen and he's, uh, right now he's currently kind of like a, like a, a gladiator type character okay. on here. You know, like he's, I remember when that happened in the justice league cartoon, it was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. That was the one that had the scene where he was like stoked cause he could like finally fucking let, let you know, like, really? isn't that, it wasn't that, a, well, there, there was, was a dark side one? scene. Oh no, on it was Earth. a dark side. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. But I did just watch the episode of Justice League Unlimited that was uh, the adaptation of For the Man Who Has Everything. 
and he got to he got to do that same thing against Mongol. He beats the fuck out of Mongol. His face is all fucking uh, mangled. Um, but another thing that I've uh, that I read recently um, is World's Finest number three. I think I've talked about this every yeah, time a new have, episode yeah. or a new issue comes out. That book is so fucking good. It's like the world's finest comic book. It's living up to its title. <laughs> it, you know, it's the the art in there by Dan Mora and the writing by Mark Wade is so good. Like I can't wait to buy the trade. Like like I'm already like anticipating this trade coming out so I can put it up on my wall. Like that's that's how much I'm enjoying this. I was about to toss a graphic novel that I've had for probably about a year. And I I tried reading it a couple times, didn't get into it, and it was it went into my pile of things to get rid of. And I decided to give it one last shot. And I got super into it. It's called Rumble by uh, Image Comics with uh, John Arcudi uh, writing and James Heron on the artwork. And it's got, you know, it's got some uh, couple of modern dudes getting caught up in some uh, some ancient god shenanigans. But it's a lot, lots of like fast paced, like sword fights and, and with monsters and, oh, cool. oh man, I, I don't know how well I'm describing it, but I mean, I didn't, uh, the way it, it had been described to me before I started reading it, I wouldn't have expected the story that I'm getting right now. And it's really good. Read the first trade in like a day, went and bought the second one. Um, there's like six volumes cause the, the series already ended. Um, but that's really good. So check it out. Nice. I like series that have endings. Yeah. I'm into that. And it's fun getting into a series that has six volumes in it. You're like, oh shit, like I've got a lot to read. Yeah. 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 You got a nice chunk of meat to chew on, but then uh, you get to swallow it eventually and you're fucking done. Yeah. Like it's, that's the problem with like Superman is that uh, like there's going to be arcs here and there, but nothing ever, you know, it's the story's never finished. No. It just goes on forever. Yeah, it's true. And it's, it's tough. It's Even tough for there to be stakes going on. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think the only new book I read was one that was put out by, uh, Derek Weifert. He's one of the hosts of the weekly poll podcast. And he, he was the one that reviewed space oddities and said he laughed so hard. He pissed his pants a little bit. Oh, cool. Yeah. He's a super nice guy. I'm friends with him on Twitter. And, uh, he's always wanted to make his own comic and, and like everyone was just fucking do it, man. And, uh, he fucking did it. He wrote a script up, got teamed up with uh, artist Nate Taylor, and they made a book. It's like a Western action book called uh, What Makes a Man. You know, like he was sending out the script to folks, like, hey, let me know what you think, like a while ago. And so I'd already read the script, so it was cool, like, being able to actually read the, the book with all the art done. Yeah. Uh, even though I knew it was going to happen, but it was like, it was cool to see the whole evolution of it. But uh, it's, I mean, it's a, it's a fun little intro to the story. You know, it's about some outlaws that uh, get into some shit over their head, and then one guy wants to uh, live straight, and uh, the conflicts that ensue from that. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's a solid little Western story, and uh, it's free on Global Comics, so you can go into Global Comics and just read it. Cool. And he's planning on putting out some physical copies later. He's working on issue two already, so... uh, Hey. Yeah. I'll go check that out. The art is is interesting. It's definitely digital, but it's very brushy. You know, like it's it's um, it's just very loose. But but it fits. See, the name Nate Taylor sounds familiar, and I'm not sure why. So maybe I know his work from somewhere. And I guess I just got one last thing. Uh, news with Comic Talk. So have you ever heard of or read 
the series Black Sad. It's it's uh, I believe from France. It's European comics for sure, but then they uh, they've been imported by um, by Dark Horse most recently. It's about an anthropomorphic cat detective. Um, back in like uh, it's like a noir detective story. I've seen it, but I've not read it. Those books are gorgeous, and they're well written too. Um, there's I think five volumes so far. There, there first there was like a three volume set that came from uh, from Dark Horse, and then there was Amarillo or Amarillo, however you want to pronounce it. Uh, for I don't know how how they're doing it, and then there was one that took place in New Orleans also. I think it had like dying in the title or something, but they, they put out a new volume in Europe like a year ago and it's like part one of a, of a new story. And I've just been fucking itching, just waiting to hear when it's going to get a, uh, a North American release and, uh, or I mean, I guess an English release at all. And it did finally get announced to, let me see when the shit, when's the date? Uh, oh yeah, of course it's coming out on uh, July 6th. Of this year, because I remember telling Angelina that I was going to have to skip our trip to Mexico because I needed to buy this book. Are you going to be in Mexico when that comes I'm out? Pretty pissed. I'm so stoked. These books are fucking beautiful, and it's been what like six or eight years or something since the last one. Oh wow! Yeah, 2014 was the last one. Cool. Yeah, it doesn't even seem like it was that long ago, but I've been waiting for it with bated breath and I'm happy that it is here. Um, well, how about recommendations? Yeah, let's fucking do it. Yeah. Okay. I've been talking for so long. I guess you did get a little interlude in there, but yeah, to break up the John a little bit. Yeah, I guess. (laughs) Uh, so yeah, uh, my recommendation this week is a television show that I watch. Is it the expanse? Uh, it's not, but I do recommend that. I know you do. That's like my Darwin <laughs> Cook recommendation. Anytime it comes up. No, uh, this one is I'm nearly certain it's on Netflix. Is Outer Range. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. I think it's uh, Amazon. Let's see. Uh, I guess I should know this. If I'm recommending it, I guess I got to tell people where to watch it. Just did. Yes, it is on Amazon. But yeah, it's on Amazon. I was just sitting down to watch something... Oh, there, there it is. is. <laughs> uh, I was just sitting down to, um, you know, with my wife and she was like, you want to check, oh, here's a new show. You want to check it out? And I was like, yeah, sure. Why not? And, uh, it was one of the few times where we watched the first episode and I was like, all right, yeah, wait to watch this with me. It helped that it, it was, they were doing that weekly release thing. So, uh, she couldn't binge it even if I wasn't there. Haha, <laughs> sucker. But it is really good. Like, I don't want to say too much about it because yeah. it starts as one thing and then it twists to something else and then it kind of does it again. And you're like, I never knew where the show was going as I was watching it. Okay. It, it ends where you want more and uh, it clearly looks like they're going to do a second season. Like they're, it was made like they're going to do a second season. So I'm hoping they do. It resolves a lot of stuff, but not everything. But it's it's good. It's like a little bit Western, a little bit. I mean, sci-fi, sci-fi for sure. Sci-fi, a little bit paranormal. Um, yeah, it's not at all what I, I like. I don't want to say too much about it because I think a, a lot of the fun of watching it is it surprising you. Oh, but now I know surprises are coming. So anytime there's something <laughs> happening, I'm going to go, well, this ain't going to last. Josh Brolin's like the main dude and uh, does a great job. Uh, I, I guess her name's Imogene Poots. Oh, yeah, Imogene Poots, yeah. I, I recognize her from something, but I couldn't tell you what. Poots. 
Uh, but she, uh, she, she plays a really weird person in it. And, uh, and then what was the, the other old dude, like everyone in it, the performances are great. The story is interesting. It's, uh, it's well shot. Fucking go watch it. It's good. I like it. I'm going to recommend something that I don't think I've recommended. Yeah, because I don't think uh, it would have come up. I recently uh, watched a documentary on the making of Super Mario Land. Wait, no, Super Mario World. Sorry, not the Game Boy, the Super Nintendo release. And it just reinvigorated my love for that, my desire to play it. I started playing it again. I started playing it with my kid. I was like, if my kid's going to get good at a Mario game, like this should be the one she plays. Like this, this is the, the ultimate side scroller Mario game. Yeah. It was on the channel, uh, the gaming historian on YouTube. And that, that's my recommendation. Cause I've watched a lot of his, uh, his documentaries in the past. I think you've brought him up before for something else. Yeah. Yeah, it might have been when we were doing our video game episodes, but at least we weren't doing recommendations then. So yeah. this is the official recommendation. I, I went back to his channel and watched some more documentaries, and they are great. So go do that. I imagine I'll be watching a uh, video on the Gaming Historian uh, channel when we do our research for our next episode, which is going to be Mega Man. Yeah, Rockman. The Blue Bomber. So let us know what you think about this topic. Any uh, any fond memories? Any frustrating memories? I imagine there's a few of those. Um, I've, if you've listened to our old video game episodes, you know that we both love some Mega Man. Um, so it's a long time coming. And um, you can uh, send those notes off to us at uh, email at geeksplorationpodcast.com or any of the social medias that we are on. Facebook, Geeksploration the Podcast page. Instagram Geek Exploration Podcast or Twitter at Geek Explore Pod or what would be the best is if you called in to 916 Orc Turd that is 916 O R C T U R D and let us know uh, what your memories and experiences are with Mega Man um, good or bad or indifferent yeah what's your favorite Mega Man game yeah do you prefer Battle Network like some fucking savage heathen <laughs> weirdo motherfucker um or are you a big fan of uh numbers two and three like uh ours truly yeah like a civilized uh gentleman so do that 916 orc turd let us know uh and if you enjoyed the show uh go give us a review um it's been a while we, we need affirmation we're, we're we're very lonely yeah also, uh, we have a Discord, which I forget to mention a lot. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. every time. Yeah, like most of the time. Yeah. And on that Discord, every time we do one of these shows, uh, I give away one of the games in my ridiculously large Steam Key collection that Always I have. Always talking about your large <laughs> My large collection. collections. Uh, yeah. Uh, so this week, uh, we're going to be giving away uh, Batman Arkham Asylum Game of the Year Edition. Oh, shit. Yeah. That's something I know about. Yeah, that's a real video game. It's not <laughs> a new video game by any means, but it's a good video game. Great video game. Yeah. I, I, it's a video game I'm shocked I played all the way through. Yeah. So, um, yeah, if you want to, uh, if you haven't played that or you don't own it and you'd like to, um, or if you just want another copy of it, I don't fucking know what you do. Yeah, who cares? Stuff. I don't care. Uh, go over to our Discord, to the giveaways channel, and uh, enter that contest. Yeah, if you if you just want 
the self-satisfaction of having won something. Yeah, yeah. You don't even need to redeem it. You could give it away to somebody. I don't, I don't fucking care what you do with it. Yeah, chicks would dig it. <laughs> uh, we've also got swag at shop.geeksplorationpodcast.com. We're part of the Geekly Grind podcast network. And our theme song is Celebration by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com. Uh, bye! See ya.